Thank you so much, Dion, and, and I, I see it. I got it, thanks. There, we had a little technical snafu. Just so everybody knows, I couldn't find this, which is for changing the slides, so <laughs> I asked Bill, eh, just let it go, Bonnie, okay? <laughs> All right, anyway, yeah. Um, so thank you. Thank you, Dion and Chris, just so beautiful, thank you. Uh, I wanted just to um, let you know that we're, that we're doing an interview today with Eric Rigney. Eric is the nephew of two of our church members, uh, Bill Kohut and Annie Kohut, and unfortunately, they're in North Carolina, so they couldn't be here. Also, uh, Bill is married, or, sorry, Eric is married to somebody that sings here sometimes, who also couldn't be here. She's in Hawaii, so <laughs> it's just you and me and, you know, the folks here. So... Yeah, Eric's going to tell you about, about himself rather than have me do a, a bio or an introduction. So, Eric, why don't you come all up, and, and we'll give Eric some love as he comes to the, to the stage. Thank you. Have a seat. Um, and, Eric, uh, do you want to change the slides? Yeah, you know, sure. Okay. So, um, what you do is you point it at, at, the, um, at the computers there. It'll, it'll work. It'll work. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, people work out the technical details before they get on stage. However, it <laughs> did not cross my away. mind. Yeah, it takes the fun away, right? So, Eric, <laughs> I'm really curious to hear about what the main thing was for you on this journey, but we'll get there, okay? Sure. I want to hear a little bit about yourself first and, and, and you know, who were you and, and your family prior to, to making this journey? Yeah, in 10 words or less. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, my wife and I, uh, when, we, when we met... Um, she met me just before I went on a, another sailing trip. So my, my uncle is a sailor. He built a sailboat in his backyard <laughs> out of ferro cement. And when I was 14, I sailed with him to Hawaii and back. So um, I started getting that in my blood. So by the time I met my wife, she sailed with me on that same boat from Hawaii uh, to California. So she was 30, what, 25 and a half days on that sailing passage. So afterwards, I asked her, I said, look, I have a goal to sail around the world someday. And if you want to do that, then let's stay together. If not, <laughs> you know. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now she said she wanted to do it. So we then pursued our lives, and our, our whole goal was to save money along the way whenever we could. And so she became an opera singer and because sang. Because it's such a lucrative career, right? Yeah, I know. It yeah. a, it's quite the <laughs> yeah. moneymaker. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're big on passion. You know, you yeah. pursue your passion, pursue yeah. your purpose, you know, the main thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And uh, so she, she did that. So she sang with Ellie Opera for 12 years. And I uh, worked at Sony Pictures. I eventually became a vice president there. And uh, so at some point, we reached a, a, a time when we were young enough and had enough uh, money in the cruising kitty, as they call it. <laughs> and our boys were old enough to where they could uh, participate. So we then quit our jobs and uh, moved on to our 42-foot uh, sailboat. We named her Can Do because... When you're on a boat, people don't call you by your name. They call you by your boat's name. So I wanted the boys to hear the can-do boys, the can-do brothers, the can-do family. Uh -huh. So uh, that's why we named her what we did. And then, um, so anyway, so we, 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 we I don't want to say we left our lives because we loved our lives, but we wanted to go on an adventure. Uh -huh. And it was going forward. It wasn't that we were, it wasn't a statement against the society or anything like that. It was more of a wanting to go forward. Uh-huh. So. Oh, that's wonderful. And, and you spell, tell us how you spell can-do. K-A-N-D-U. We wanted to make it more exotic. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 wow. So what was it like to leave everything? 
it was hard. You know, leaving, leaving is, is not um, an easy thing because what you find is that your possessions possess you. Oh, yeah. And when you start seeing all that you own, I still own a lot of stuff, <laughs> but we, we started selling things off and, and, and donating them and then packaging them away. And um, you realize that uh, when you go from, a, we had a 1,400-square-foot house, and you're moving on to a 400-square-foot boat, you have to make choices. And um, most of that space is occupied by boat equipment. So the boys each only had two drawers, small drawers, to hold all of their their items except for their surfboards. Nice. But um, other than that, you know, you have to really, really size down and economize and, and figure out what's important, what matters most. Yeah, yeah. In, and in terms of, of making the trip, like what, what was the motivation behind it? Like what, what inspired you? Was it, was it love of sailing or was there something else going on? Or what, what inspired you? I really you don't do like it? sailing. Uh, it's oh not, that's not why I did it. <laughs> 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 uh, you know, there's, <laughs> there's, you know, there, they say there's, there's sailors who travel and there's travelers who sail. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the latter. I'm a traveler who sails. It's a medium. And it's hard. It's not fun. It's not comfortable. But um, So you couldn't take a plane to all those places? Or <laughs> you know, if I had to do it over again. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, an airplane, an Airbnb. Yeah. Um, the difference, though, is I would stay three or four months in a place. I wouldn't spend a week. Um, but, uh, no, I... I grew, as I said, I grew up with my uncle, and so having sailed as much as we had, we sailed to French Polynesia, uh, his wife and, and, and his two daughters, my cousins, Martin and Pascal. We all sailed, and we were gone for about a year and a half doing this. But um, when I was 14 and I was sailing back from Hawaii to California, it, I, I'd learned so much in the, in the experience. When we left Ventura the first time to, Califor to, to, to Hawaii when I was 14, we didn't know how to navigate. My uncle gets in the boat, and then he brings a book on how to navigate and all the equipment, <laughs> and then we started heading west. You know, we started following the sun. And uh, it took us seven days, but we figured it out. But what I learned is that how you can, how you can, you know, you can do things, and you can learn. And, and what, like I, I say, he, before I met my uncle, I knew how to cross creeks. Mm. <coughs> he taught me how to, how to cross oceans. Mm. Oh man! Uh, so I had this um, this skill set now, and I wanted to see the world, and I and I wanted to bring my family with me because I wanted them to have the same thing, and I and I wanted the adventure, I wanted the learning, I wanted the cultural immersion. Um, I didn't want <laughs> I didn't want the hard work. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want that. That was that was not what I was looking for. But um, but it came. Aww. My beloved friend, who I barely know, <laughs> thank you so much for your tears. It just shows your heart and your love of your uncle, who we all, many of us who know him love him. All of us who know him love him. Some of you don't know him, but thank you so much for that. And, and it's just so remarkable to me that, that we have the opportunity to talk to you, who has a skill set and a great passion for something that many of us don't know how to do. Many of us don't know how to cross an ocean. No, in, uh, now my, uh, our son is now, uh, our eldest son is now teaching sailing at Club Med. So I have this bracelet from Club Med, and he's going to go teach sailing at the, in the Caribbean here pretty soon. So uh. he loves the sailing. The younger one, he's like, you know, he'd rather be at Four Seasons than doing anything else. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's like you. He doesn't really like to sail. Well, yeah. He, 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 li he likes <laughs> nice things. He likes so. nice things, yeah. So yeah. Well, not taking cold showers. and. Uh, yeah. It sounds like some of the things that happened um, on the boat were not that nice. And, no. and uh, when, when I first contacted Eric, he told me that he had about seven, seven lessons. And I thought, well, that's probably too much for one service, but we'll have, we'll have you come back. But tell us about the lesson that you wrote me to about that thing that happened that wasn't quite so nice. 
Yeah, so when, you know, when you're preparing for this uh, adventure, and here, I'll see if I can show the family there. Let's see if I get the right one. There we go. There. So that's us um, before leaving. We're off in Ventura down. getting ready to, uh, to, to sail away. And um, that's our boat, Can Do. And, you know, when you're planning for this thing, this is something I've been thinking about for decades. So I'd, I'd been thinking about this for 40 years before we left. I was 14 when it first came into my uh, conscious to do this. And then uh, 10 years leading up to the departure, I was seriously planning this. I was doing a lot of reading and trying to make sure that I crossed my T's and dotted my I's because ultimately as much as the adventure meant something, cultural immersion and all those, those fun things, um, is safety. I needed to get my family back in one piece. My mother-in-law would kill me if I didn't bring <laughs> everybody back. Yeah. So uh, I was afraid of her. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you cross oceans, but you're afraid of your mother-in-law. Exactly. I, I that's, get it. You know, that's, I get that's it. the tempest. Yeah. So I did a lot of preparation and tried to make sure that I could... Uh, everything. So when you're, when you're going on a trip like this, here's Candu in front of uh, the Ventura uh, guest doc just before we left, or a couple of days before we left. Mm. You, you have to prepare. We're going to be gone for five years. It wasn't like a one-year thing or a few months. It's, this is, we were gone for almost five years, four and a half years. And so you have to bring all of your spares then. When you're leaving, you're packing for every, anything that, not anything and everything, but a, as much as you can anticipate and afford. And so you're making a lot of choices. So a lot of money was spent that, fortunately, we didn't use. You know, when you have a life raft that costs $6,000, are you upset you didn't use it? You know, not so much. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, there's all this preparation. So then we go to leave, and I'm still working on the boat all the way down. At some point, they say you have to untie the dock line, or as you say, you have to get off your donkey. <laughs> yes. So um, <laughs> so we got off our donkey, we untied our dock lines, and we left. And then um, our uncle was. So this is uh, on the passage. We're leaving from Mexico to the Galapagos, and. Um, uh, my uncle met us down in Mexico in Puerto Vallarta with some equipment that we needed to fix the boat to get it ready to go because things kept breaking that I didn't anticipate. It was never ending. I was never able to catch up. Mm. And this was frustrating me because I wanted all the big stuff to be done so I could relax and enjoy my time with my family, shoulder to shoulder with the boys, and, you know, just have the, have the dessert <laughs> and uh, stay away from the, you know, the vegetables kind of thing. <laughs> so, um, but then... Uh, it wasn't working out that way. And uh, what happened was uh, Uncle Bill got seasick. And so when you're in a small boat like this, uh, we have a stateroom up forward and a stateroom aft, but it was all full of, the aft one was full of uh, equipment. So our main living space was just this main saloon where there's a settee on one side and a settee on another. So he was sleeping on one side of the boat. So half of our living space was, four of us were sitting on one bench basically. And it was hot and sweaty. The water temp was 89 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm. The water, and that's the water temperature outside 89 degrees. So it's hot, it's sweaty. The air conditioning is not working. I mean, sorry, there's no air conditioning. We have little fans that are blowing, but our refrigeration's not working so great. I'm afraid our, our, our food's gonna thaw out. And then I started having system failures. You know, big ones like the cooking, the, the gas wasn't working well. And then I couldn't charge the batteries. And if I can't charge the batteries, then you know, we're gonna have to hand steer because we have the hydraulics. The weather wasn't what I thought. I thought it'd be more of a steady weather pattern. We had a confluence of three different swells. So the boat had this crazy movement and you could never relax. And so the easiest way to relax was to lie down. And then you couldn't leave anything alone because it would fall down for the most part. And the winds were so weak that we had to motor sail the whole time. So at some point with my gas not working very well, with the uh, batteries not charging, the freezer might be failing pretty soon. 
and then I might run out of gas. Yeah, when I say gas, I, see, I mean diesel. Um, I don't know if they were going to be able to motor our way all the way, motor sail our way all the way to the Galapagos, which we were headed toward. And that was like a big deal. And we were, you know, we were slow in the season, so we were not in the best weather conditions, a lot of squalls and whatnot. So I was really, this is what a squall looks like. So a squall is like its own little um, storm cloud that travels over lots of rain, and the wind changes direction and strength, and you never know what you're going to get. It's like a box of chocolates, right? Mm, right. <laughs> so, so we, you know, and we're all on watch for this. So our radar picks it up. We can see it ahead of time, and then, you know, at night we need it. Uh, but during the day, you can see them coming, like, you know, boop, boop, <laughs> so the boys are looking for this when they're on their watch and whatnot. And so we're, we're sailing along and all this stuff. And it's, so here we are, all uncomfortable. And when Leslie cooks, and when the engine's running, it's even hotter down below. It's even sweatier. We're all uncomfortable. And, I, and I'm, I'm at my wit's end. I'm like, you know, th if these systems fail, we may not make it to the Galapagos. This is our first passage. We're about two, three days, we're about three days out, and I, I think, and I'm hoping that we can get there. And I don't know what's going to happen. And so... Um, and I don't want to have to turn around and, you know, head west and sail to the Marquesas another 25 days. We had enough food to get there, but it's like the rest of it, I don't know what's going to happen. So I, I don't know what to do. So I, um, you know, I have the, the crew. So here's Uncle Bill, you know, sleeping. He he's looks like he's He's going to love it that you showed that picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then Trent on the other side. Yeah, this is like, you know. Yeah. And then we're having some fun. This is some fun times. So it wasn't, you know, I tried to put on a positive face whenever I could. I didn't want the crew to know that I was freaking out. Yeah. But um, there's uh -huh. Trent on watch. That's what a squall looks like on the radar, the red, and we're sailing right through the middle of it. We tried to avoid it, and we couldn't, so we went through it. There's Leslie. Look how pretty she is. <laughs> She's very pretty. And then here's me dealing with the propane. Oh, I solved the propane problem, so we were going to be able to cook, but just everything was, it was just so much going on. So then I decided, you know, I don't know what to do. Uh, what do I do? I'm at my wit's end. So I, I, I decide Bef I'm not a religious Before we get to the yeah. solution, yeah. I want him to twist a little bit more, okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah just to, to, re to relate it. I mean, I, I'm sure that all of us have been in our wit's end before, right? And we know how bad it feels. And it seems like there's no solution. And, uh, you know, think a, think a moment about what you would do if you were twisting in, in that type of horrible situation because there, were, there was a lot at stake for you, wasn't there? It was everything was at stake. Yeah, yeah, everything was at stake. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, am I stressing you out? Well, just to, to lighten it up a little well, bit. I, I, well, I bring, my, I bring myself to the space. That's what happens. This morning. You bring, so yeah, you bring yourself to the space. To tell the, the story, I put myself where I was. Yeah, and it sounds like um, a combination of hopelessness and despair. It was, it was creeping in, and, and what I didn't want is I didn't want it in. I, I, that door, was, I, I wasn't going to open that door. Yeah. Because you can't. You can't. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, you know, so you it's not an option. Yeah, so, so then tell us, tell us what you did. So... Uh, so I'm not a religious person. <laughs> <laughs> so I, my, my family grew up. My, my mother was a very free thinker, so she let us find our own paths. And uh, so we all, you know, we all have our own relationship with whatever you, you know, higher spirit, God, you know, Allah, whatever you, whatever you call it. We, we just, uh, we have our own relationships. Yes, and you get that we're um, kind of open to all paths, right? Including the teachings of I Love Lucy and Mr. Rogers. And yeah, no, this is yeah. why this is a good fit for me. Yeah. Um, so uh, we, um, so we, so I, 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 I thought, you know, maybe I should talk to God. You don't believe in him, but she's going to talk to him. Well, I, I don't believe in, I believe in a higher <laughs> spirit, but I don't believe in a name or a yeah. sex or a, you know. I gotcha. So it's just a bigger thing, but I figure, you know, it can't hurt. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, but, I, but I'm going to do it with intention. I'm not going to pretend. So, uh, uh, so the crew's all down below. Leslie's cooking. The sun is, is setting, so we're heading south. So it's setting to our back as I'm, I go to, this, to the starboard side. And on a boat, on a sailboat, any of the tubing that you see up in the bow or the stern, that's called a pulpit. So you have, the, you have this, the bow pulpit, the stern pulpit, and then if it's around the mast, it's the mast pulpit. May I, may I interrupt you? Yep. He went to the pulpit to talk to God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just making it clear. Okay, go ahead. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. so the irony wasn't lost on me either. I'm like, what the? Anyway, <laughs> so, there, so I, I'm up there, and, and so I'm standing up by the mast, and um, I'm tired. I, I, I've been doing this for days, you know, trying to keep things going. And uh, so I just said, okay, you know, I don't know how to do this. I don't, I'm not expecting a burning bush or an angel to come <laughs> down with a trumpet or anything. So I, I, I just figured, well, I, I, what do you do? So I just, I just decided to open up, and I just decided that I'm going to just let go and just open up and just think of myself as a funnel. And I started with a complaint. <laughs> <laughs> started with a complaint, he said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I work so hard. Why am I here? Why am I in this situation? I wasn't crying then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I thought was, it was the answer wasn't coming right away, and I just said, you know, come on, um, give me something. And it wasn't coming right away, so I just said, be patient. You know. You've never done this before. <laughs> it's, you don't know how this works, so let's just chill <laughs> and just be authentic. Just open up and s uh, s you know, succumb to it. Just let, let it take over. Surrender to it. Let it happen. Mm -hmm. And then the staysail started luffing. The what? The staysail. It's a sail that's in between the um, forward sail and the mast. It's ours is really bright orange. And so it's, it's letting me know that it needs attention. It's like it's making noise, like, you know, hey, i got to do something about this. And then the main starts to make noise. And I'm like, you know, you guys, leave me alone. I'm talking to God here. <laughs> <laughs> was, there, was there any thought in your mind that God might have been talking to you through the staysail and the sail or whatever it is you call it? Well, that's what I started to think. <laughs> maybe that's, maybe okay. that's my burning bush. Maybe yeah, that's, yeah, that's my, your burning my, bush. Maybe that's my trumpet. And, and you by know? the way, when we, when we talk about burning bushes and trumpets here, the, the congregation would join, and join me on this when we say God spoke to us and there was a big, oh, <laughs> right? Everybody, oh. <laughs> okay. that moment. Right, go ahead. So it, it, uh, you know, my wife being an opera singer, I think I would have heard it too. Yeah, but yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens is that I, I start to get a feeling of, uh, of um, uh, relaxation. And what I start to feel is that, uh, you know, I wanted something else. And I wasn't getting it. Meaning I left with a different intention, with a different experience in mind. And I, and I, and I wasn't getting that. But I realized with the luffing sails that I could, I could do that. I could set those sails. I could, I could sail this boat. I had the skills. And, uh, shoot. Um, <laughs> so the lesson that came was that I, could, I had to learn to sail the wind that I had, not the wind that I wanted. And that's the lesson. And so I also knew that I had everything it took to sail that wind. Mm -hmm. So I had to be, I had to let go and stop complaining. I had to say, 
I said, I had to sail the wind that I had, not the wind that I wanted. I had everything I needed to do that. I had to trust in that. And don't, and don't complain. Just do it. Mm. It doesn't matter if it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Got to do it. I'm going to interrupt you for a second because mm. this is a really important point for us. You know that at the end of every prayer, at the end of every prayer I say um, that we breathe in deeply and then we exhale in love and in service to what is, as it is, and so it is. You just modeled for that for us beautifully. You sailed with the wind you had, not the wind that you wanted. And, and you, you, loved, you loved the wind you had. Didn't mean you liked it, but you loved it. Yeah, you, you, you accepted it. You, you accepted it, and then you, you served it. Yeah, and it served yeah. you. I mean, yeah, you make yeah. it work. You can do this. You can do this. Yes. And so there's the God cloud. There's the God cloud. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's my, that's, that's my, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's my note. <laughs> right. So, um, so we were just a few days away, and I didn't tell the crew that I went through this whole thing. And, you know, you go down and you eat, and uh, uh, because I didn't want to discourage anyone from having, I didn't want to elevate any more anxiety. And this is our first crossing. It wound up being our worst crossing. After this, I learned you know, many other lessons, and then I implemented them. It's one thing to be taught. It's another thing to implement. Mm -hmm. So I, not <laughs> only did I heard, hear it, I listened, and then I tried to put it into effect. And uh, so the, after listening, you know, we arrived in the Galapagos. So mm -hmm. two days later, on my uncle's birthday, uh, he I was 84 that day. Uh, 84? 84. We arrived. Um, we, it was Lanto. The boys were putting up the... The, the flag with the Q flag. The Q flag is the letter Q and it stands for quarantine. It's the yellow flag. That lets the officials know that you need to uh, check in and clear in. So they're putting the flag up and then, you know, we see the, the, the marine iguana. So we, we made it. And when we arrived, we had, I had less than a day's worth of fuel left in the tanks. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, that's some amazing. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> And so, you know, what happens when I, when I tell these stories, I put myself in there, my, my brain and everything. And so it's, it's just, that's where the emotion comes from. Yeah, well, you put us all there, too. I mean, we're, we're right there with you. And, and, you know, although I don't know if anybody else here has sailed around the world, possibly, but we've all been up, ag up against something that seems insurmountable. And you, you just taught us a great lesson on, on how to be with that, how to, how to look at it in a new way. You know, this denomination, we often refer to it as New Thought, Ancient Wisdom. And so we, we base a lot of our teaching on ancient, ancient sages, uh, ancient wisdom teachers. That's, that's what all of those are up there. Not, they're not all ancient. Some of them are more modern than others. Some of them are still alive. But ancient wisdom, and then the other part of that is New Thought. Because often when we're stuck in a situation that seems insurmountable, if we can just shift our thinking about it just a little bit, as you did when you spoke to God in the pulpit, on your boat yep. and got annoyed that the sail was <laughs> getting your attention. It's so, it's so relatable, isn't it? Even, even if we haven't had that exact experience, it's so relatable to be up against an, a problem that seems insurmountable and then just a little tiny shift in our thinking makes a huge difference. So we celebrate that with you. Yeah, thanks. Because uh, it's, it's it could be financial, it could be health, it yeah, could be absolutely. a relationship thing. It's, it's you yeah. know, sail the wind you have, not the wind you want. Yeah, sail the wind you have, not the wind you want. I'm going to remember that. I also like seeing that Bill looks a lot better in that picture. <laughs> he <laughs> survived bottle it. Of yeah. champagne. yeah, he looks and a we lot better. Yeah. And we arrived four and a half, from that point, about four years later, we arrived back at the Ventura Yacht Club dock on his birthday. Uh, and so, uh, 88th birthday, we 88th arrived. 88th birthday, wow, arrived, yeah. that's so cool. So, that was three years ago. Yeah. Because his birthday is in just in a few days, three days. He's having yeah. another birthday. He'll be so. 91 then? 92. 92? No, wait, I think. 
Oh, man. I don't know. The, do the math. I'm not uh, a good math Yeah, person. no, you're yeah. right. You're yeah. right. You're <laughs> okay. right. 91. 91. Yeah. One, one more quick question um, that's sort of off the cuff. Does your mother-in-law know that you call her the Tempest? <laughs> <laughs> Is she I, I watching? Think, I, I think okay. you know <laughs> she may be, but I think you know she 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 we have we have our, our relationship and you know we we push each other's buttons now and then. But um, at the end of the day, I I didn't want her to be able to say she, she told me so. Because <laughs> 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 she was she was not she was not a fan of <coughs> this whole concept, and yeah. a lot of people aren't. And it's just I can understand that, but you know you have to do a lot of research. We actually wound up sitting through the pirate zone, and you know that wasn't the plan. But I did the research, and you know whenever you do something, it, you, I would say do it with with information and knowledge, not with anecdotal, not with because a lot of times the fear stories get recycled and reshaped, but it's the same one story that gets carried on for 20 years, and you find out that one instance it's not 20 instances so yeah you got to dig deeper <coughs> one thing that we talk about here that's from uh, islamic wisdom is trust in god but tether your camel too you know and it sounds like you did that you trusted in god but you also armed yourself with i with did the homework i yeah. did not i did not i i i really felt that it, i i tried to do it solo as much as i could and then you know when you had to go to the pulpit but um <laughs> <laughs> Same here. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but we find. You know, I mean, at the end, you know, the thing is, Leslie says something. She says, if you don't, if you don't pick your challenges, God will. Yeah. So she says, you got, you got to pick your own challenges and pick hard ones because if you pick easy ones, God will say, no, no, that's not hard enough. Here, take this. Yeah. Another question: Have you ever considered a career in ministry? Because you got it, dude. You're, <laughs> you, you got it. You <laughs> yeah. If I could stop crying. <laughs> what did you say? If I could stop crying. Oh no, that's part of the job. That's part of the job. Yeah, part of the job. Yeah. yeah. No, but I love sharing. I, 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 we learn so much, and it, it is just. Uh, Leslie says, you know, ours is to is to learn and to teach. Yeah. And that's what that's what our purpose is, and so. We try to learn hard lessons and then, and then teach it. And then you teach them, and you've done an awesome job teaching. Thank you. What is the most important thing for us to know? Uh, you know, I had a different idea that I was going to say about this, but I would say that, you know, listening to you. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> really? Oh, I mean, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's very sweet. I wasn't expecting that, and I didn't pay him to say that, but thank you. I really appreciate that. Is there any way we can support you? I'm good. <laughs> okay, good. Well, really good. Eric, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you so much. We'll just give you some love. We'll stand up for you. <laughs> Take your bow. <laughs> thank you. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> mm. All right. <laughs>